to Screen Tone Club. This is episode 30 of your manga um, joint discussion podcast being recorded on the 1st of August 2019 for release on the 6th of August 2019. We're recording this a little ahead of time due to real life problems. Well, maybe not problems, just stuff to do. My name is Elliot Page. Um, I have done some real life problems of my own that I'm storing up because I've thrown the cat out of my room and she's clearly unhappy about it. Sorry, Ruby. And I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Andy Hanley. How you doing, Andy? Yes, but speaking of, of real life problems, I should have been packing today. I spent all day reading manga instead, uh, which is very on, on brand for this podcast and we can get into that. But uh, yeah, like my priorities got, got weirdly skewed today. Awesome. We're a bad influence here at ScreenTone.Club. So um, if you like ScreenTone.Club and want to help support our bad habits and life decisions and choices, such as, oh, I don't know, dropping £80 on manga on payday for some reason, Elliot, um, you can support us on Patreon. Um, if you go to patreon.com forward slash screen tone club for the mere sum of one US dollar a month, you can support us and you can help us do things like, in my case, buy a new microphone arm, which I'm now using. Hooray! Because the old one was literally falling apart. So thank you everyone who supports us. Also, those who pledge $3 or more a month get to vote on what we cover in our monthly bonus episodes. Um, unfortunately, I have invited people to start um, putting in votes for the new august um, bonus episode and people are already doing the exact thing i told them not to so democracy has failed what do you expect so there's that um also on the patreon bent um thank you to rob jessup who is part of our shout outs tier who you'd think by now he'd have gotten sick of this whole shout out thing but we greatly appreciate it thank you ever so much rob so, moving on to the podcast proper, we have some returning champions, which is mostly the, this time it's the Elliot Page catch-up section, um, what's new there. First and foremost, um, Dead Dead Demons DD DD Destruction. Um, I finally, well, after reading Volume 5, I immediately bought and read Volume 6, which we talked about previously, Andy, um, in a previous episode. And I refresh my memory, you said it was kind of a catching up volume um, or otherwise. Uh, but Volume 6 for me was very much a kind of like first half felt a bit like it was spinning its wheels and then suddenly those wheels hit the ground again for the second half and stuff seemed to be accelerating quite quickly. Okay, I must admit, I feel that um, the spinning the wheels feeling for me was per, per, going through the entire volume. Um, I mean, it's clearly getting to something and there is revving up for something. Like, it does some jumping around to fill in some back details. It kind of brings more characters to the fore. It, you know, it does spend some time spinning wheels, but a lot of it is very much like you know turning the characters over on the grill a few times to make sure they're brown on both sides if that metaphor works um, but it is a case of like filling out the characters it also features like the single most um you know uninspired well not uninspired what's the word you know sort of perfunctory sex scene in manga and this is Inio asano who has done perfunctory sex before now um it's really hilarious in that it's half a page of just two characters going uh uh and then it's over <laughs> i don't know just it made me laugh so much seeing that and then my parents asked me what i was laughing at and i couldn't really just say you know sex in this comic um but it was it did make me laugh a great deal um futaba 
I think that's the name of the character from Out of Town with the little button nose who's part of the um, protest movement. Um, yeah, her sort of trials back and forth are really fascinating, especially for a character who kind of quote-unquote only just came into the story. So fascinating to see what happens there. But it's there's a lot of fingers and a lot of triggers at this point in Dead Dead Demons, which meant, of course, unsurprisingly, I got to the end of the volume and was like, okay, I'm ready for someone to pull the trigger. Oh, crap, i got to wait for the next volume. Ugh. So that's where I currently am with that. Um, still very much into it, um, but this volume did feel a bit of a, a weird interregnum, at least for myself. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just that kind of like the second half of that volume it, it suddenly returns its focus back to the whole kind of like, oh yeah, by the way, the, like the, the world's totally gonna gonna end. This this is this is heading in an apocalyptic direction, and it kind of suddenly picks up on that again, having kind of parked it for a little while. And I think that's kind of what gave me the feel of just like, oh okay, we're actually kind of heading towards some kind of end game here of, of some kind. After like you say, spending quite a lot of time kind of just turning its characters over and and you know seeing seeing what's underneath. Yeah, I almost feel that because it has like highlighted its end state or at least a big event in the future to come, I that's the bit that's the least interesting or at least I feel like it needs to kind of get on with it and do that, if that makes sense. Like the series has jumped around in timeline quite a few parts already, but I feel that given the amount of time it's, it's shown us what is to come, I now want it to get on with resolving that kind of toot sweet so it can move on to something else which doesn't have to be further in the timeline but it, i want it to resolve that end so either it can you know fill in more character moments or even finish or god knows what like i just i i feel like that has been highlighted enough times and sort of gilded that i just want it to do it at this point yeah yeah like there's definitely especially kind of come volume six it almost feels like there are multiple scenes of kind of character taps on calendar of like oh this this will be a bad time kind of thing it's like yeah we we know like let's let's either see how this plays out or kind of like circumvent it to do whatever you're going to do next so yeah, like I'm, I'm curious to see, like given the build up it's had, what they're doing with that exactly, and where it's going to end up. But yeah, like I am more interested and invested in kind of the characters and their own dealings within the situation at hand than I am the big picture of like, well, what's going to happen to Tokyo slash the world at the end of all this? Yeah, I'm much more interested in what's going to happen to Kododo's Isobanyan um, collection. So. <laughs> You know, that's the one thing that matters is the giant mushroom man. Um, he might be in a mushroom cloud before long. <laughs> um, anyway, so an addition, another quick um, hit on the returning champions is Chainsaw Man, which is now up to chapter 31, I believe, in the Shonen Jump app. I still dearly love this series, although I, I mentioned it before, and whenever we've discussed this series, I have the fear in it where some big, big, big stuff happened on top of the previous big, big stuff. And this is a much more permanent big, big, big stuff. And so I, it's burning through like entire other manga's worth of plot lines and storyline beats at a rate of knots that is making me fearful. Like I've, I've said this again previously for Chainsaw Man, but I worry that it's being accelerated to keep it in print and i don't know i i but i do love it dearly there's a great scene with power and denji where they're like let's be smart and it's like oh god you guys are gonna be yep here we go an entire chapter of them being morons great um but i yeah it's getting it's it's definitely pulling more twists of oh 
you know who are the real monsters spoilers it's man so we shall see where that goes i'm still very much in it but i again like it kind of introduced it's introduced so many different elements of targets or villains or problems that i want it to kind of just pick one and stick to it now because all of them are compelling and so at this point i'm just getting my focus split into four directions yeah yeah i mean i I think i'm probably like maybe three or so chapters behind i can't remember what the last chapter i got to was but like definitely there's there was a point i mean to to, to your whole thing about yeah it feels like it's burning through in, in a desperate attempt to stay in print you know it kind of starts like offing people left right and center at one point and it's like oh this is this is going somewhere and then it feels like it kind of it, it, it wheels some of that back again as if it's just like it, it had that kind of like okay i need to do something crazy to make sure that I don't get cancelled. And then, you know, once once that fire was put out, it's like, I can probably, like, let up on this a little bit now. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've kind of... I've kind of cooled off on it in, in terms of just, like, not feeling a desire of, like, oh, I, I must read the latest chapter every week. But I, I will go back to it and kind of uh, catch up at, at some point. It just... It feels... I don't know. There, there's something about it that makes it it feel less kind of desperate for me to have to read it on a weekly basis right now yeah i mean if anything i feel like binging it um is probably a slightly less exhausting way to read it in my case because i am devouring it the second it goes up on sunday night um because i am very hot to boot for it but that is burning me somewhat because each time i go into it and go oh and you know just like shovel 20 pages into my gob and then go oh oh no i want more oh shit so yeah maybe being a bit delayed is probably a smarter move maybe i should start doing that more often um so yeah Anyway, that's yeah, that's Chainsaw Man. Still deeply in love with it. Um, all of the characters are morons, and I love them. <laughs> Apart from the ones who are sad, who are very, very sad, and you don't blame them for being sad. Poor bastards. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So we're moving on to the main portion of this show, where we kind of um, synchronized our brains in a... Um, pacific rim style like synchronization thingy ding where we both took a big step forward and said hey how about this manga plus thing uh manga plus available from shuasia i believe Mm -hmm, that's correct um which is an online platform with mostly um english translated digital manga available for free um with adverts in the android app at least um and it's also in some other languages i know there's one or two series are in spanish which is nice um the navigation's a nightmare but whatever and so we both picked series from this that we had recommended to us or we just sort of stumbled across um do you want to take first pick andy yeah Um, sure thing i mean first thing i will say about this service from from personal experience oh no go ahead uh, please is if if you're if you're new to the service and you download the app make sure you go into the settings and make sure it's set to high resolution images uh because i don't know about i don't know about you but like my tablet when i downloaded the app it defaulted to low resolution images and i kind of thumbed through the first chapter of of like one of the series we were reading i was like man this looks like garbage it's just like jpeg compression from hell and i was like i wonder if there's any settings that, that lets me change the quality here and then found that it was in its low bandwidth setting so i changed it to high bandwidth and everything looked fine I, so uh, yeah Sorry. Yeah, if, if if you if you try try this app and you think stuff looks grody, that's probably why. So just make sure you, you check that setting. Because weirdly, I also tried it on my my iPhone, and that set itself to high res straight away. So I don't know quite what the like 
secret sources of how it decides that or whether it's just some random thing on my tablet but uh yeah that was uh that needed some doing yeah i mean for me my on my tablet my e-ink tablet thingy that i have um it looked fine um so maybe i got the high resolution images who knows i'll have to go check after this but it looked fine anyway sorry please continue yeah um and, and the, the other thing that, that i found with my tablet is if i was in the midst of, of reading something and kind of like paused for any decent amount of time, you know, in terms of the actual tablet's lock screen doing its thing and locking, etc., etc. Uh, when I came back, uh, no images would load until I restarted the tablet, which is also suboptimal because I had a couple of occasions where, you know, I just went to make a cup of tea or whatever. And then I came back. It's like, oh, no images beyond where I'm at will actually load anymore. It just shows the Manga Plus logo. Um, and, you know, I, I quit out of the app, went back in it, it's still the same problem, like checked my internet connection of like, has my internet gone down? And no, it just completely refused to do anything till I've restarted the entire system. So uh, certainly some some stuff that needs uh, needs tweaking and fixing. That, yeah, I would say. that sounds wild. Yeah, I didn't have that problem. Um, I did have it. the problem of it um, just losing my place in chapters and it being difficult to figure out where I was. And also like because I'm on a monochrome e-ink tablet, um, some of the elements in the app are very bad um when it comes to contrast so stuff yeah. just like i was having to look at my pc and my tablet to cross-reference where ui elements i need to click were yeah uh, but yeah. that's very I, much I, a that's a very much a an elliot page has a weird tablet problem <laughs> yeah i can i can imagine that being a, a bit of a bit of a nightmare but uh, but anyway yeah so so on to my my pick uh, my pick for for this podcast is blue flag uh which i'd seen a few people talking about as kind of like a, a romantic drama series and i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff so it's like ah, I should check this out and uh, yeah as mentioned at the top of this podcast like my original plan this morning was like ah you know before breakfast I'll read I'll read what I need to to, to be prepared for the show like I'll read like eh, seven to ten chapters kind of like a volume and a bit's worth that'll be fine um and I ended up reading all 46 chapters that are currently available of this series Holy because shit, I couldn't dude. stop um so uh, yeah like my my day was kind of swallowed up whole by this series uh which uh kind of probably gives you a hint as to, to where I'm, I'm at on it like seriously um, like all 46 chapters yep the oh. whole thing like, I'm, I'm guessing was... i'm guessing at 46 chapters it's not yet finished and uh, uh, no no it's still very much ongoing like yeah it was actually a bit of a nightmare moment of like oh what there's no more of this like i was i was still ready for more uh, but anyway, so, so Blue Flag is the story of uh, a boy called uh, Taichi, who is, is your, your typical high school student. And uh, I, I, right off the bat, it kind of very subtly introduces what is one of the, the themes that runs through this manga. Because like Taichi introduces himself kind of by internal monologue as kind of like... Effectively, he, he posits, oh, here's a question that people often ask, like, would, who would you choose between, like, your girlfriend or your best friend? And he basically shrugs it off and says, well, I don't have either of those things because, like, nobody really cares about me. Uh, which is kind of instantly proved to be something of a lie because we then see him with a few of his friends. Um, and then we also see that he ends up at, at the start of the year with in uh, the same class as, as a guy called Toma, who is kind of a childhood friend of his, who is kind of the typical good-looking ace of everything that kind of every man- high school manga ever has. Like, you know, he's a star of the baseball team. He's super popular. He's really nice to everybody. Like, ev- everybody loves him. He's He's just a great guy he's a really nice beefcake as well like and yes he's, he's yes, almost he's... drawn in a completely different style like he's from a different manga almost 
Yes, yeah, he he does feel like he's he's come out of some some kind of uh, some kind of other series entirely. Um, and then alongside that, there is a, another character who we're kind of introduced to a little bit earlier on, uh, Futaba Kaze, who is again kind of a stereotypical in a sense. She's really clumsy and ditzy. She's pretty shy, and she kind of gets called out instantly by some of Taichi's friends, of like, "Oh, I don't know why you don't like her. Like, you seem to just have an instant dislike of her," which. Uh, that's never really kind of like doubled down on at all in in terms of like why that comment is made. Um, but regardless, uh, at at, uh, at some point, kind of Taichi sees uh, Futaba like reaching for some books in the top shelf in the library and decides to be a nice guy and say, "Hey, I'll help get these down to you," uh, which immediately proves to be a bad idea. One because he's not actually any taller than Futaba; <laughs> he's like one centimeter taller, so like that wasn't any help. Um, and also, it turns out she was trying to reach for a whole bunch of books on relationship advice and kind of like, you know, how to, how to, to woo your one true love and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and as it turns out, Futaba has something of a crush on Toma and kind of like basically asked Taichi's advice to say, Hey, like, you're friends with him. Like, can you tell me what he likes and, and you know, what kind of girls he's into? Because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in him. Um, and so kind of the early running is very much, uh, I, I don't call it a, a little Toradora-esque in terms of its beginnings, in terms of, uh, kind of Taichi trying to help Futaba out and, uh, and kind of point her in the right direction to, to, to be noticed by, by Toma. Um, and some other characters kind of come in and into the, sort of the orbit of, of these two. And of course, as time goes on, kind of the relationship between Futaba and Taichi, kind of changes as as they get to know each other and spend more time together. Uh we also learn a lot about uh about Toma's crush in particular, which is not at all what Taichi thinks his crush is, and uh, that becomes another very important kind of pivotal part of the series. Um Futaba has a, a best friend of her own who also has a similar problem in terms of, of her kind of romantic interest. Um, and kind of a, the, the series starts out on, on a pretty kind of comedic bent, like it's pretty lighthearted and, and fluffy and sort of fun and quite cutesy. Um, but as uh, the further it goes on, especially when you get really deep into the series, as I ended up doing, like the, the drama and kind of the, the interpersonal relationships be- become way more kind of serious and way more important. Like the, the comedy stays and the comedy continues to be really good throughout, but like it gets way more interested in, in its human drama. And I, I guess that there are kind of a few focuses to the series. Like one is very much about kind of, sexuality and gender and kind of you know various characters trying to get to grips with that in the t- in terms of kind of their own relationships um and the series actually does a really good job of, of digging into some of the side characters who you assume are just going to be around to just do whatever they do but actually kind of they get their own kind of arcs of just like hey this is the deal with this character uh which then kind of plays into the other side of the, the series which, as per that opening, is very much about the kind of the the internality of the of the characters and how they see themselves versus the externality of them and how others see them. Um, mm. And kind of you know, Taichi is the starting point of that because he kind of sees himself as like, ah, you know, I'm not really any good at anything. Nobody really cares about me. No, no. Why would anyone be interested in me? I'm just kind of very very dull and and average. And, you know, really puts himself down on, on that point. Whereas other people actually really think a lot of him and kind of think he's 
he's a good guy in, in various ways. And then obviously Futaba kind of, you know, has a, a lot of issues with her kind of self image and, and how she, she feels that, you know, she, she looks to other people compared to how others maybe see her. Um, and then there, there are some really interesting, again, some of the side characters actually get some of the most interesting stuff around that. Like there's one character who seems like she's just your kind of typical kind of, you know, outgoing, flirty, wants to get with all the guys kind of character. And then she gets her whole arc where basically her entire deal is like, no, I don't want anyone to fall in love with me. I just want some really good buddies and I just happen to get on better with guys. And like, she has this intense frustration that whenever she spends any time with guys in the hope of being friends with them, that it always turns into something romantic on their end. And they always kind of, you know, see her as kind of, you know, a romantic interest or potential conquest or whatever it may be. Whereas like all she's looking for is somebody that she can just buddy around with. Mm. Um, and it's just some really good stuff with all of those characters. And in the end, I think that's, that's what kind of drove me through to read as much as I did is I kind of, I fell in love with the main cast of characters pretty early on and then kind of fell in love with the wider cast of characters and I just had a very intense desire to see what was going on with them, like, you know, how their stories and their relationships, etc., etc., would progress and that just drove me through uh, like a like a freight train until I got to the end of everything that's currently available. Damn, yeah. I mean, um, when we made the agreement about this sort of episode, we said, oh, read as much as you feel like. Um, I I kind of, um, well, I, first I want to say I do enjoy the series and I echo a lot of what you just mentioned, although to a lesser degree because I got to about 10 chapters in and kind of then said, okay, I've read basically two and a half volumes worth because, hell, the first chapter alone is 80-odd pages nearly. Um, and it's one of those like monthly series, I believe, so it's large, nice, big chapters that get time to breathe. And yeah, I've, uh, where I am in chapter 10, it's kind of got the main cast, the core four really kind of in place. And they've all done like at least one circuit of trying to get their hold of themselves. And, you know, Tai Chi has himself opened up quite a lot and it packs a lot into the series. Like it's really dense and really meaty and also just really, there's nothing, you know, there's no filler, there's no fluff. There's no, it's also very little of, watching the characters spin wheels because even when they're like personally spinning wheels that's on purpose and it's part of their character and it informs a greater part of them um so as i say like i'm on chapter 10 and it's got the four main characters and there's some other characters kind of on the fringes that you're aware of but it's done the first main arc which was the sports day basically which was a big old deal um but yeah, as you say, the, the internality versus externality and also, you know, people projecting outwards. I mean, you know, the, the unspoken or perhaps it is later spoken thing with Taiji at the start of it where he's upset about Futaba is basically because he sees parts that he doesn't like of himself in her, which is painfully relatable. But also he is kind of intensely self-destructive about it and also destructive of his personalities and relationships with others. Um, it starts with him having friends, but they're all these sort of the weird three sort of gaggle of comedic weird doofuses who are very pleasant but they're a gag sort of crowd almost um who are like far higher achievers than him they're bigger nerds and all that sort of stuff and so you know they're kind of off in their own world and it's left tai chi alone and um uh, toma like the as you say the very 
muscular attractive like sports star like love of the year already has like a whole heap of stuff going on around him where there's been a big lap you know they were childhood friends and there's a big gap there that they never really crossed but the moment either of them tries to reach across it the other one grabs the hand and it's it's really powerful as a part of hey keeping in touch is important and it may seem daunting but it's very very important to do so if you would like to maintain those relationships and also frankly if the other person is willing it's a lot easier than you'd imagine um but yeah you i really love the characters they're all adorable little sweetie pies futaba especially is like like she kind of initially you think oh good grief she is the mousiest squeakiest girl there is and she you know puts herself out there and tries to do things and doesn't and grows in multiple directions naturally and it's really empower really powerful watching her like scramble basically trying to get her teeth around something so it's really fun to read um yeah but also very impactful like after the 10 volume 10 chapters i've read i was kind of burnt out a little because it's you know it's very um incisive like it's it cuts you as the reader almost i'd say does that tally for you hannah's i mean you've just read the entire thing in one day so maybe you have a few more scars than i do metaphorically Um, yeah yeah i mean it it certainly gets even more kind of into the reason and even kind of deeper with that stuff i mean in in relative terms those first 10 chapters are kind of some of the lighter content um and it, well, in a we've way, already I mean, had characters it, crying in the rain, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, in a way, if, if there's one thing that I would maybe criticise about kind of the later chapters of it is, it clearly, you know, it, it has the things that it wants to tackle around kind of gender and sexuality. Sometimes the conversations characters have around that feels a bit more like you're reading somebody's Twitter thread than an actual conversation. Like, it feels like it, it very much wants to have the, the debate about, you know homosexuality and homophobia as one example where it kind of it pulls in all these kind of different outlooks that are all kind of you know genuine and valid and interesting to bounce off each other and to bring into a debate and into a conversation but it feels like it's done in a way that is maybe not quite as naturalistic as it should be for the the series in question which which is kind of weird because at the same time there are parts of this series that are very good at kind of capturing kind of like especially like natural teenage conversation and behavior like there there's some really good moments throughout this series where a somewhat serious conversation gets like derailed by somebody saying something goofy or dumb or just pointing some other thing out and everybody's like oh wait what that's cool and just like starts talking about something else entirely and forgetting about the kind of you know important life affirming moment or whatever that they were having um like there's a really good moment later on where like a, a character's trying to kind of uh, put her point across for for something and she can't quite remember the, the word that she wants to use and she kind of like, she gesticulates and kind of goes through her different options and then somebody else chimes in with the word she's looking for. It's like, yeah, that's it. Like, how did I forget that word? And there are lots of like really nice little moments like that that are just like, feel so relatable as just normal conversation where you know you just you can't quite place the word that you want to use and things like that that you don't often see in manga that it, or, or in in prose in general where you know it's very much a kind of hey here's what I want to say and you know I'm just gonna put those words down and not beat around the bush mm. so it feels kind of strange when the series does go off into kind of you know I'm I'm just gonna have this in-depth debate in a way that just doesn't quite fit with the, the natural flow of how these characters would talk yeah I mean the the forgetting the word bit is something that has happened to me like in important and in very idle conversation it's kind of one of these like human element things where 
you know, it's very difficult to write to make it seem natural and not just like a weird gag setup. Like it's very difficult to try and arrange all those pieces to make it a piece of character develop dialogue that can be a you know a discussion with others involved who are sort of watching and going huh so you know that's difficult to do but as you say there are some kind there are some times where either in monologue or in conversation where it's like oh okay you're you've got a script to run through here and this is a bit off the chain but yeah it's i don't know i feel like some of its moments especially it's quiet or silent moments are make up for that like there's as i mentioned there's already been characters crying in the rain there's already been characters like basically like going deer in headlights um, which was really harrowing as a like moment in the series of like oh okay that's mm, yeah that's bad um so yeah it's as i say it's, it all makes the characters a lot more enjoyable and believable and just a lot more not i was gonna say attractive but you know what i mean like you just want to you want to be in their world and kind of see what happens to them which oddly i would say is definitely a massive plus for a romantic a romantic series or a drama really i was about to say romantic comedy but it's not that comedic i mean it's funny it's got some good japes but you know it's it's very much a case of more just being amused or happy being around the characters than hey check out this gag so. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's always, for me, uh, a good sign for a series like this, where you kind of end up rooting for everybody. Like, it's not one of those series where you just pick, like, a pairing, like, oh man, I hope those two get together, and now whatever, to everybody else. It's like, even though there, there are kind of these multi-tiered kind of relationships where you know, regardless of what happens, somebody's going to get hurt in this. Oh yes, no, kind yeah, of, like, you, 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 we'll be lucky if, like, half the people come out happy. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, despite that, you invariably are like, man, I hope there's some kind of magical solution where everyone can come out of this okay because i kind of really love them all in their own ways well i feel that kind of works and that's what is important in um a manga especially a a trauma dramatic manga where you want to see everyone learn and grow and kind of come out of it for the better i mean i feel like maybe like i mean i've only watched the movie so i can't speak directly to the manga but a silent voice kind of did that where by the end you're not just like you know you're not flying a shipping flag you're just like please everyone be okay like i hope people don't fall out too hard and they can move past this and they can self-actualize in a healthy manner like which is difficult to try and encourage because it's much easier to be like you know kx yuri otp forever um whereas you know this series totally does nail that of oh man i hope all these characters are okay i you know people are gonna have to get hurt as a result of everything that's happening and i just hope they're okay like it's that that which is powerful i mean i'm to draw a strange comparison i'm reading domestic girlfriend at the moment which i got most of in a humble bundle and it is it's it's a it's a romantic comedy but it's really just rambling on like it just goes on and stuff happens and i've read nine volumes and on and on and on and on and oh he got caught with this girl and oh this happened and oh oh what's happening here and there's just no real skin in the game from any of it like there's you know characters have non-romantic um elements to them but the whole thing is just this ongoing tumbleweed which frankly makes it very light and easy reading which makes it quite pleasant but I would, you know, 100 times suggest Blue Flag over uh, Domestic Girlfriend, which, you know, but, but also because they're very different things. Like Blue Flag is a very powerful, emotive, you know, teenage um, romantic and also dramatic series where 
you know, there's a lot of, you know, characters coming to coming to terms with themselves more than anything, which hell is happening to all of them, like Toma, especially who is someone who yeah, like unsurprisingly, the character who is the single most exluding confidence person has a number of things undermining him. Um, but yeah, he, him especially is he's a sweetie. Do you remember Kids on the Slope, um, the anime series? Yes, yeah. He, you, do you remember the the Christian like you know drum drum boy? Um, what's his name? Yeah, I, I forget their names, but yeah, like I, I I kind of drew that comparison in my head as well. Like, there's a little bit of a kind of kids on the slope feel to some of the the, the relationships in here and the, the characters as well. Yeah, I, although I feel like kids on the slope kind of had too much to work with and didn't pull it all together. Like again, the religion angle and other sort of stuff. It's like, what's this doing here? Um, I'm sure there's a reason for it to be here. And oh nope, series is over. Um, yeah, man, I wish I'd liked that series more. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely found myself also drawing the the silent voice comparison, like while I was reading through this. Like, it's it's one of those series. It's really unfair to compare anything to because you know, silent, silent voice is, is much fated and you know deals with some some really kind of major topics above and beyond even what this series does. But in terms of kind of building that cast of characters and like you say, wanting them all to to come out okay or at least having learned and bettered themselves, like it's definitely on the same kind of the same kind of level for me yeah but no i really enjoyed it as i say i got to 10 chapters and the whole thing is available on manga plus to read for free um so i'm probably gonna go back and do a little more reading although i think i'll take it a little easy because i mean how i mean you know you wouldn't have read 46 chapters of it if you didn't enjoy it i mean that's a good sign of like oh crap where did they go oh well that wasn't exactly yeah. a loss so yeah yeah it's, it's also one of those series like it is a master of, of the cliffhanger like i mean part of the reason why I kept going back and going back to it is you know every chapter it always finishes at a really smart spot of like it's either a big like you know mic drop moment from a character or it's just a, a more subtle moment of like oh how is this character going to react to this and so on and so forth and so that that always kind of kept me coming back yeah there's always um, an open but- there's always an open question or a hey we didn't end this on a cliff on a massive cliffhanger but you're gonna want to come back to this right so yeah exactly and, and and i also like really like the the series aesthetically like the, the character designs are all great like it's super expressive in all sorts of ways like whether it's comedy or just like, there's there's some really great panels where you know you kind of have two panels side by side and there's just like a subtle eye movement from a character that's just a kind of like what's up with this moment kind of thing and it's really good at doing stuff like that mm. um it has some really good running gags as well it's like there's a moment earlier on where like futaba's crying and Taichi says oh like if you open your mouth then like that'll stop you crying because I can't remember what the logic is of that but that like becomes a a A, it becomes a a running joke that kind of comes back several times in the series like there's a moment when another character starts crying and Futaba says like oh like drops a hole if you open your mouth you'll stop crying thing which then results in a panel which is like everybody sat around this table just sat there with their mouths open just like trying it out which is just like a really good visual gag but it's also used in a kind of, in a smarter, kind of more subtle way where there's another moment where like Futaba's upset with Taichi and you kind of see, it's, it's kind of a shot that's almost over her shoulder. It's kind of like from the side and slightly to the back, but you can kind of tell like she's holding her head up with her mouth open to try and not cry. And like Taichi doesn't notice it because Taichi's an idiot when it comes to this stuff, but like it's a really good little subtle kind of, 
callback to earlier in the series that is a very clear like oh this character is like super upset in this moment and you should know damn it you taught me this (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like yeah a it's kind of showing like taichi's kind of lost in his own thoughts in that moment and is kind of like more worried about himself than anybody else but it's a really kind of good subtle kind of nods to the reader of just like look here's what's up here like you know you know what this means um and it's little things like that that are just really really enjoyable in terms of how it it kind of keeps that continuity going and again in a way that feels really natural like you know you get in jokes with your friends and you know things that keep getting like thrown up in conversation like hey remember that time you did that and it's really good at pulling that kind of stuff together to, to give that sort of you know, everyday feel of like these relationships between characters. Yeah, you mentioned the art actually, and I'm fully on board with you. I really like the art. I mean, especially the characters, um, where I'm trying to think of a way it doesn't make it sound silly, but either way, all the characters look like they're from different series, but I mean that in a really good, positive way where they are they are their own person in that they are a fully actualized whole that have their own expression sheet, their own like body composition, their own posture set and their own way of looking, which is instead of it being like, Oh yep, we've got boy model, girl model, change the hair and the face a bit and you'll be fine. Maybe change the boobs a bit. Ha ha. Check it out. Um, It's much more about like, no, this character is a whole complete creature and they have all of their, you know, visual representation that's integral to themselves and is locked within their form. And I'm probably making this sound really pretentious, but that's what I felt like when I was reading it. Because Futaba, bless her, is basically like a pixie. Like, she's a little round, fluffy manju, like, dango pixie. Like, she's all soft and bouncy and, you know, kind of cute. Taichi is like a rather dour-looking, tired mess when he, when he, by default, but when he kind of pulls himself into a higher state or a more compassionate state, he kind of elevates, but he is still the same character. And then, of course, you know, Toma basically looks like he walked out of Kuroko's basket ball um except not quite as yari rific i suppose um yeah, but that's yeah. what i feel like with the characters is that they are their self-contained systems does that make sense yeah totally and I, I think that even extends kind of outside of those main characters like i mean masami futaba's friends kind of like she looks she looks like she comes out of another show as well like she's pretty aloof and kind of you know looks way more mature than the other characters which again kind of the, the series plays with later on i thought on. she was a university then, yeah, student like, for a while i'm like wow who who, who let the university student here oh <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and then some of toma's other friends are kind of you know they they feel like they come from various different stripes so yeah like i'm, I'm definitely with you on that and the, the series also has a good what i feel like is like a kind of peanuts inspired super deformed kind of mode as well which it, it, it applies really well for its comedy. And I, I think it, it uses that more and more as it goes on for kind of, you know, moments of, of comic relief where, again, it's just really good at kind of facial expressions of just like characters kind of, you know, just looking surprised at another character's goofiness, etc., etc., uh, that, that I, I really enjoyed. Like, you know, it, I was... I was moved close to tears by this series at times when I also had some some good kind of belly laughs out, out of it as well from time to time. Like it, it manages to cover that spectrum really well and I think the, the visuals are actually a, a big part of making that stuff work. Mm, totally. I mean, there's. I wonder if the little keychain fish guts gag comes back again, which <laughs> is just absurd when it first shows up. You're like, what? 
what is okay fine yeah, yeah. well yeah and, and and again that that's another really great kind of natural moment where like it, it breaks a moment of dramatic tension because you know somebody's trying you know Futaba's trying to kind of make her her point in in kind of quite a fraught kind of emotional moment but just says something so stupid that like they both just end up cracking up it's just like well that what the heck was that even um and there, there are so many really good little moments like that where somebody's trying to be serious and then just something stupid comes into the conversation and everybody just kind of you know loses sight of what they were actually like worried or concerned about at that moment sounds like a lot of my attempts to have serious conversations frankly but less (laughs) but no one's around to draw them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so yeah like I, i'm definitely uh I, I definitely want to read more of this like it, it's definitely a series I'd, I'd like to see given kind of a a full-blown release with volumes and that where you know it can maybe get uh get the attention of, of more people um because yeah like it's it's a really good series like it's I feel like it's also just a series that I've kind of been jonesing for for a while. Like, mm. it's been a while since I found a really good kind of romantic drama that I can really kind of get my teeth into that, that kind of hits the, the notes that this one does. And this, it was just kind of catnip to me at the end of the day. Hence me reading 46 chapters in a day. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds gnarly. I mean, hell, at least the Manga Plus app held up enough for you to actually show you 46 chapters, even if you did have problems. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Like, uh, again, kind of, kind of speaks to how much I enjoyed it. That is just like, I'm, no, I'm, go- I'm gonna do whatever it takes to like fix this bug and restart my tablet to keep reading, even though I could just stop and do what I'm supposed to be doing right now. God, we're such fucking IT nerds, aren't we? You can tell we worked in computers, didn't you? Can't you? <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, that sounds great. I mean, yeah, I one of the fun things about Manga Plus, fun in, you know, scare quotes, is that it will keep some of the, like, notes from the publisher, from the, like, Tankabon, or the, um, sort of the, the, um, uh, the anthology release, and it will have things like volume two on sale now, and it will have an asterisk next to it saying Japanese market only, and it's like motherfucker, yeah. like, goddammit, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would love for this to get more of an airing. Do you, I mean, maybe I'm jumping the gun a bit here, but do you think this would jump well to anime? Like, I mean, you know, you mentioned you invoked at the start of this review Toradora, which I know you absolutely adore. Um, absolutely adore Adora. Um, but do you think this would work well in anime? Like, do you think that's got a chance of happening? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it. I think it fits. Like, you know, you you can totally. It's definitely a series where there are a few points where I, I kind of. I kind of found in my mind's eyes, like, oh yeah, like I can imagine this being a really good kind of, you know, scene in, in an anime. I mean, again, there's some, there's some really great moments where characters just like lose their temper and just kind of flip and kind of have a rant at somebody. And you could just kind of imagine like, you know, voice actresses just kind of, you know, smacking their chops at that kind of stuff. Cause there's some, some really good material that, that people could, could get their, get their teeth around. And yeah, like I, I think it would, it would fit really well. Like, you know, Provided it got a good adaptation, I would be all for seeing it in, in animated form. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. As I say, much I, I only got ten, own, quote unquote, only ten chapters in. But again, <laughs> that first chapter, oh boy, that's a, ooh, it's a big one. Um, but yeah, the first chapter is so big and nice that I'd say it's a really good first chapter to read just to see if you'd like it. And I think most people would. I don't know, I really like this. So, you know, thumbs up from us. Um, of course, the problem now is, Andy, that because you like read all 46 chapters of it, we aren't going to return champions it for a while, are we? So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's uh, that that is true. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, like you say, I think it's either like 
bi bi weekly or monthly. So yeah, I'm gonna have to set my hands for a while to to even get get a small extra slice of it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the that's them's the breaks when you find something you really that's really your jam is you go hog, I suppose. Anyway, moving on, talking about, um, so another series on uh, Manga Plus, and this was initially a series that I thought I'd stolen from you, Andy, because I've seen it getting quite a lot of praise in Twitter circles that I kind of keep a vague eye on, like, you know, the Discord server that I generally sort of just lurk on to steal good ideas for manga to read. Um, sorry, everyone. Um, but it's Spy Family, and it's one of these series that has an X in the middle, but I am given to be told that the X is silent, so it, re- it reads a spy x family but that just sounds even sillier now i said it out loud don't do that so spy family um concerns a um a main character called twilight who is a very dapper very sort of lithe um sharp chinned young man who is probably like mid late 20s maybe early 30s pushing it um who is like the super spy of the country he works in i think it's the western country basically the world is split into two massive superpowers that are bordering each other and there's a massive amount of cold like cold war-esque although less sort of um doctrinaire and you know imperialist um where both of them are kind of trying to inch towards peace but are also engaging in massive counterintelligence and intelligence operations in each other's turf um and twilight is the super spy above all super spies in the country um gets the job done with panache doesn't ruffle any feathers sometimes runs up a bill but you know he's well regarded and he is given his toughest assignment yet which is hey um there is a reclusive minister who is trying to foment a rebellion and a coup d'etat and he's a massive ultranationalist and we at the very minimum we need to stop him from doing this we don't need to just kill him we just need to stop him from doing this stupid fucking resurrection rebellion um but He's such a recluse that the only thing he comes out for is basically anything involving his single child son, who you find later. And so um, Twilight is told, hey, go adopt a kid, get the kid into this exclusive upper crust, hilariously poncy, like fancy academy. And then when it comes to Parents' Day, you can find this minister and do what you need to do. Um, and the Academy being very, very, very um, buttoned up. I'm afraid I don't have my notes, so I don't have the um, proper nouns. I dropped my um, notepad in um, a gutter earlier today. Whoops, don't do that. Um, but basically is told, hey, you've got to have a wife. Like, we want a two-parent family because we're really, really up ourselves at this, like, fake Eton. And so he goes and has to find a wife. Um, and he manages to find one while shopping for clothes for... A little girl he picks up from an orphanage. Um, more on her later. Um, and so he finds this lady and he, she seems quite, quite, um, skilled in the arts of spycraft, even if he doesn't quite know, quite put his finger on it why. And he says, Hey, let's get married and live together, I guess. And that way we can you know get on with you know life and it turns out the little girl um who i forget the name of i'm very sorry she's a little sweetie pie um she's an esper she has psychic powers um she can read people's minds um it's a bit trying on her but she can totally do that so she knows that twilight's a spy right from the off but is glad at least for someone who is willing to value her and take her out of this godforsaken orphanage she's in 
And the lady is an assassin. She's kind of an aggressive assassin for hire who's just trying to keep out of the way of her parents who keep trying to get her to marry and settle down. And she wants to preserve her freedom and her way of life and the murder she does. And so she joins in on this family and they take out a flat and start on the project of trying to get the little girl into this very, very expensive academy. And frankly, I know the phrase is overused, but hijinks ensue, um, especially with the combination of different powers. Like Twilight is a super spy. He's good at disguises. He's always in the right place at the right time. Um, the little girl is an esper, as mentioned, but is also kind of socially withdrawn and also extremely anxious to maintain her new found life and family, which she loves dearly. And it kind of is all these different little motivations all crashing together to make it really fascinating and kind of weirdly heartfelt where, you know, it's a family, like a fake family, but they do have like both a vested interest in each other's welfare. And it kind of becomes apparent that all of them kind of have, you know, are very happy to be together. Like Twilight will not brook any kind of insult for those around him. The assassin mother will threaten to assassinate you. And the little girl just wants to have a happy family life. So it kind of is nice in that form and fashion where everyone is very, very invested in their like fake made up self-chosen family to keep it all together even when say for example you um lamp the target child you're supposed to make friends with in the gob um so that's a good fun and it kind of sends up this whole spycraft world and all the ridiculous pretense and aristocracy that is grown up and fested within it and plays around with it a great deal like hell parts of it look like king's college cambridge which i walk past most of the time so there's that so i kind of enjoy it on that angle and it's only got nine chapters in so it's just kind of setting up it's got you know people in school and it's starting to have all these different elements coalesce together but i really enjoyed it like it's a really good fun romp it kind of saves its ammunition for when it wants to expend it it has a lot of fun little gags and jokes and you know the fact that um you know most people are in on what twilight is up to is really beneficial the foglers they pretend to be a family called the foglers there we are i was looking for that word and so yeah i really really enjoyed it as you can tell by me just monopolizing the microphone for a good 10 minutes i suppose at this point um and also because there's only like nine chapters you can kind of burn through it really fast and it even has an extra chapter which is just spy activities um which is great fun as well um because it's just the characters doing what they do best um and com- great comedy um and action comes of it so what did you think of this, Andy? Sorry, I went I went completely nuts there. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, I, I I kind of vacillated on it a little bit. Like, I was kind of, like, really into the idea initially of just, like, oh, yeah, like, a spy that has to get married, have, have a kid. Like, when they introduced that said kid was an esper, it's like, ah, I'm not sure I'm into this. Um, but then, like, once they, they kind of get the full family, quote-unquote, together, I kind of warmed up to it again. Like, I... I don't know. I, it was kind of like a pretty simple pleasure for me. Like I, I kind of just quite enjoyed kind of flipping through and reading the thing. Like I, I didn't, I didn't have any massively kind of strong opinions one way or the other about it. It was just like, yeah, I don't know that was kind of fun and was like kind of ended up liking the characters. So sure, that's cool. Like I'm, I'm not sure. Like for, for me, I'm not sure whether it has kind of legs beyond what I, 
what I read though. Like it kind of, it felt like it was really doubling down on the whole, like, okay, well now, you know, Anya, the kid has to go to school and, you know, the, the focus became very much about her and her kind of like requirements and her kind of relationships at school. And that felt like it was getting a bit old, even after a few chapters of it. So I'm I'm not sure whether it can kind of move on and freshen things up, but it felt like it was maybe going to start getting stuck in a rut, which kind of worried me a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning her name, by the way, Anya. I've been trying to remember that. Um, But yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think making her an Esper is a way of, like from a writing point of view to try and give her some hidden knowledge because all of them have a secret um or at least something with them and so i think that's helpful at least for her as well to make her a more interesting character um but also i feel like the esper powers if anything just make it more annoying for her whereas like when she's trying to apologize to someone like she can just hear the voices of people like digging into her um and she's just getting more and more anxious stood there um but yeah i agree with the like worry that it's gonna get stuck in, stuck in a rut like it's already clear that the school is gonna they the school has these strange mechanics of oh get eight merits and you get given to the top table um get eight demerits and you get expelled immediately sort of thing and it's like okay you're setting up a kind of complex system which is clearly gonna be gamed as part of this where making you know this plus minus eight thing is going to be rolling on for a wee bit as the main sort of mode of operation um and i yeah as the one thing that makes it kind of worrying for me is i'm you've seen twilight kind of appear around the edges as being like obviously a spy so can dress up as like a member of like the faculty or something which makes you slightly real think about hmm, why couldn't you have just dressed up on parents day to see this agent this other like target so it's a bit kind of mm, weird um and then you've got the assassin mother who is there and really cool but also just feels like she's from an entire different series and half you know although she you know she's a great fun character it's it feels like the series at times has to make up reasons for her to be there because her introduction is so bizarre as well of her being an actual out and out killer of like oh this person is actually a murderer um like she's very nice clearly um but it's a case of oh how do you fit this character into this plot line um whereas if it goes full bore on anya while she is a little sweetie pie it's gonna be as you say the rut i can see it coming immediately yeah, I, I I did find myself wishing that kind of the, the our our serial Yoli like got a little bit more kind of play and a little bit more kind of time, you know, in in, in each page because yeah, it feels like she's introduced as a kind of like ah, this is a snappy kind of like addition to the whole like weird family dynamic, but then it does often struggle to find anything to to do with her. It's like Twilight's easy because he can go and do his spy stuff, but they do seem to kind of struggle figuring out like what they can make good use of her for, and like you know she has a little moments, but she doesn't really get any any major focus in these chapters which i kind of felt like that was a bit of a shame because i i did want to see more of her yeah and also her art is really cool like whenever she is doing her thing the art goes completely ham especially in composition and sort of structure and layering and usually her hair is flying all over the shop and she's got some kind of weapon in the foreground and just the just the composition of the panels is really fun um you know really cool sort of like edgy frigging like you know exercise book cover almost um um 
but yeah i there was that episode there was that chapter that was like them going to the aquarium because they're trying to keep up cover and if anything i'd like more and more of that of like the Voglers on the weekend trying to be normal except they're all very not normal done done so that sort of stuff is is a lot more interesting than you know this strange like school linear plot line to, i mean you know it's the idea is fine but it's just that in execution it's having to do a lot of stuff that is already looking kind of tired even from the get-go yeah. which is a shame yeah I- yeah i mean i think that that was almost like my thing like definitely i i had the same thought with the aquarium chapter is like well can we just get to the end of kind of like the the current kind of you know major you know major thing that the that our, our spy friend has to do so that yeah we can just have more family shenanigans at aquariums etc etc because that chapter that chapter was great on two levels one i enjoyed reading it two i enjoyed imagining that as a level of the hitman video game and thinking man i really want i really hope they do one of those in an aquarium because that would be well great. they already had an uh, one section where you can get a fish and smack people with it so you know the code exactly is already like in I... there io come on yeah yeah it's like I, I i want one where you get to murder people with a penguin i guess as well oh that'd be but... so fun oh god yeah uh, but uh, the, the other thing is like did did you make it to chapter 10 where they changed the names of the characters for localization purposes no i i, I only read up to chapter nine i i, I read this um, uh, late last week, and I think I must have missed chapter ten coming out. That's wild. Yes, that's so- yeah. So basically, so yeah. So like basically, chapter ten now it, it starts with a, a full page. It's like oh, due to license or request, we've had to like change the names of these characters. So like Lloyd, spelled double L O Y D, as in how you spell Lloyd as a name, is now just L O I D. What? It's like who? Yeah, it's like who? Who made this decision? Because they're wrong. Yeah, that's wild. Also that that's wild because this is an official service and that just smack that kind of smacks of like fan subber nonsense like that's the sort of shit that bubbles up on an irc channel or a discord nowadays i suppose for the young'uns um and then boils over into the series and it's like what no hang on are you gonna fix the stuff back like can you what that's weird that's completely wild it's it's kind of weird like 10 episodes in as well like you see it sometimes uh, i mean again kind of like industry insider thing sometimes you know you, you get your first kind of pass of like oh hey here's here are all the character names and then they go back and like actually can you localize them as this because we feel like this is closer but yeah 10 chapters in is is quite a, quite deep into into a series but it's just uh, uh like yolu's name is was changed slightly as well i forget how they changed the spelling of that but like neither of them really make sense as in terms of like how you would spell those character names in a western sense so i'm not sure sorry i'm not sure where that came from but it's just a a very strange it was a very strange thing to see as the introduction to a chapter of like oh you know we're we're changing these names and it's like you've changed them in a really weird way yeah that just that just opens up fissures in it where the world felt kind of self-sufficient and now they've like lloyd was a perfectly fine name and now you've made it weird like why did you do that? That's weird. I I'm, I want to go read that now. I need to go read that chapter um, after this recording. <laughs> but that's so wild. That's yeah. Why would you do that? Like knock it off. Um, yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, strange. wild. Yeah, but I I quite enjoyed this. I'm willing to read more. I'm happy to read more. It's, I think it's weekly, so that's kind of an easy hook. Um, you've made me a bit more trepidatious about it in the future. Maybe I was a bit Pollyanna-ish initially on it, thinking, oh, this is great. Yeah, spies and shit. Yay. Esper girl. Um, but yeah, I, I do like this. I do like the series. Though. Especially I like Anya. She's a real sweetie pie. Um, it's the, the family aspect of it also, like, because it's a thrown together bunch of, 
individuals i quite enjoy that i always enjoy these series that have like the hey we're not a real family but what is a family we're a family fucking one who says otherwise like i always love that angle to stuff um i'm a real big sucker for it (laughs) yeah yeah there's there's definitely a fun element to that and it's a weird thing because i think i was expecting a slightly different take on that like i'm not sure exactly what it was i was expecting but i think i I think, it, again, it was basically like the whole Esper angle that threw me out. Like, I thought it was going to be the, the kind of kid having to figure this stuff out for them for themselves rather than just be like, ah, I read their minds and now I totally know what they are. But it, it does it does kind of work overall. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I'd be interested to hear, you know, how how it goes as, as things move on. Because, yeah, if it's if it's playing a very long game with kind of, you know, the, the current mission in play, then that is less interesting to me than kind of getting that out of the way and being like, okay, well, we're done with this mission but we're just going to carry on hanging out because you know we're, we're we're in a good place now and just you know trying to trying to balance kind of you know everyday life with doing doing spy stuff yeah i hope because because uh, that seems like it'd be a lot of yeah fun. totally i mean you know i mean the again the chapter where they're trying to pretend pretend to be a real family to make the neighbors not suspicious is great and i think more of that is good like if you know lloyd partially gets his identity found out and they have to kind of go on the lamb and that would be fun like i mean if they can use the sort of the initial plot up plot setup as a way to transition to other systems and other other sort of situations that'd be great like but we'll see i mean i'm i'm still hopeful for it um it's very but one thing i do like is the art it's very striking like as i mentioned like you get yoru going full ham at times and lloyd is um really quite sharp and also it's got some impeccable comedic timing uh with just stuff that's happening and characters like being cool super badasses and you know there's a good one where lloyd is like nope i'm a super spy i'm very cool i'm very relaxed i'm very and then it pans back and he's punched someone and it's like oops never mind uh never mind that i'll just cover this up so yeah good fun i yeah i do like it it was kind of the thing but yeah it I, I feel like I'm making up excuses for it almost, but yeah, I, I, I remain to be seen, but well, hopefully it will pull itself out of what could be a pretty dire pothole. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And, and again, like this is another series that has a, a good long kind of chunky first chapter. So if you just want to kind of try it, you know, and, and see, see where you sit with it, that first chapter is a, a pretty good introduction to at least vaguely what it's doing. Like it, it doesn't kind of show all of its entire hands in one chapter, but you, you get a decent feel for, for kind of, you know, what, what it's putting down and, uh, and whether that's something that, that you might be interested in. I feel like in. this is happening more often almost where the first chapter is very, very long, like triple length almost, but is also like almost a manifesto for the series of like here is a large chunk of like if not totality then a large chunk of what we want what we seek to encompass in this series like it almost reads like hey we had to submit a pilot like and here's the pilot and it's almost self-sufficient so i mean yeah i mean that's not that's surprising for manga but it's just the length of them now it's getting wild like you know some like i mentioned blue flag was like an 80 page chapter and on its own was almost like a perfectly sellable one shot so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I legit thought that I'd found another bug with Manga Plus when I first started loading up these chapters. Like, well, those, that page count isn't right. And then as I got through, it's like, oh, no, it is. I, I shouldn't have done Yeah, it. it makes it real wild. Um, but yeah, okay. Yeah, Spy Family. I really enjoyed it. Um, both of these series are ongoing on Manga Plus. Um, so yeah, that's um, the end of um, our series for this week. Um, this episode even, damn it, I always get that wrong. Um, so what are we going to be looking at next time? Um, for my part, I've decided to um, pull off a scab and read a series I've had on my tablet for a while, but never really sat down and had time for it. And that is Forbidden Scrollery, um, Volume 1. And Andy, what have you picked? 
Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of sticking with my, my romantic tip for now. Um, and uh, this, this is a series that I'd actually kind of seen, like, I think it's an OVA in a movie of, which mm. are both weird because they're not, like, the very start of the story. Uh, but it's it's a Yuri manga that I've seen people kind of talking excitedly about, like, across the space of a good couple of years now, where people just keep bringing it up and like, oh, this is great. So I figured I should finally check it out. Um, and that is Kaze-san and Morning Glories, volume this one. This is the first one in the series, because they all have different yes. names and it's confusing. Um, but yeah. yes, I, believe, I, I think this is the first one. We shall find. Yeah, out. yeah. Hopefully, it's standalone. If not, um, but yeah, I've heard loads of really positive things about this, and also this has been on my tablet for a while and not I've gone unread because bit scared of it almost because of the high regard it's put in. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this um, to both of these. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone, everyone for listening. Um, if you go to our website, screentone.club, you can find our past episodes. Um, if you like the podcast, please consider telling a friend, recommending it to friends, posting about it on the Discord or whatever. Um, that sort of stuff really helps get the word out there and get Discovery going. Um, you can also talk to us on Twitter at Screentone Club. And we also have an email, which is show at screentone.club. Uh, my name is Elliot Page, and you can find me um, at Elliot Page on Twitter, which will hopefully not be um, private anymore once this episode comes out. Um, you can also find mangasir.ch, so it's manga search with a dot before the ch, and that is now functioning again. Um, my UK digital manga um, search engine, so you can find where you can buy manga digitally legally. Hooray! Um, it's working again after me basically leaving it to rot for a while and then having to restart it all over again because I'd forgotten what I'd written. Whoops. And Andy, how about you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Hannah's1979. Aces. So thank you everyone for listening and have a lovely time. See you soon. God damn it. (laughs) Bye everyone.